So I want to remind you, the uh, title of our message or series has been The Wisdom of God Revealed, and my, um, my subtitle today is Wisdom of God Reveals Vision. The Wisdom of God Reveals Vision. Everybody say vision. <clears throat> I'm encouraging you today, as I have the last few weeks, <clears throat> we're stepping into our purpose as the church of Jesus Christ. This body of believers and the church around the world, the church is stepping into its place. And what is its place? With the scripture that we've read, this is the purpose that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be known through the church to the principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness. In other words, the church is stepping into its authority. Amen? The church is stepping into its authority in the earth in Christ Jesus. That's the place of the church. Everybody say this after me. This is my year. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is my year. Amen. Amen. But there's reasons why this is our year. It's not something that we're just trying to, you know, be like a cheerleader and encourage ourselves in. Yeah, you need to encourage yourself all the time. But I'm declaring today, this is my year. This is your year. This is the year of the church. Amen? It is the year of the church stepping into the place that God has for the church. <clears throat> I've also encouraged you. I can't, I can't tell you how vitally important it is for you to read a proverb every day. That we do that as a church body. Do it individually, but that we, the body is doing that. I encourage you every single day to read a proverb. We didn't start that till the Sunday um, that I encouraged you. That I was teaching at Word First. Uh, I, I don't know where you're at, but I'm at chapter 18, is what I read this morning. I'm, I'm at chapter 18. Doesn't matter. It didn't have to be the, you know, the uh, Proverbs 1 on the first of the month or whatever. Just read them. Just read them. Read them in different translations. Spend time taking a chapter that really has ministered to you. This 18th chapter today did some amazing things inside of me, challenging me, because I don't care who you are. I'm the pastor of the church, but I'm telling you, God is challenging me thing in things and areas of my life to take me to a new level. Amen? And I'm telling you, reading the book of Proverbs will bring wisdom and understanding in your life like you've never seen before. But if you don't do it, it won't work. Amen? Everybody say, I'm doing it. <laughs> Amen. Whoever's, whoever's become convinced in this body of a daily routine and of praying Ephesians and Colossians prayers is in a position for greater increase to become rich in so many different ways. <clears throat> a greater increase of the wisdom of God than ever before in their life, ever. Confession, remember, as I've told you this many times, confession doesn't change present situations necessarily. It changes the way that you think so that you can believe for present situations to change. That's where we're at. Somebody, uh, Josh, made that comment in, in our prayer circle this morning that I said something a while back to our worship team that this church is a significant church. We're significant because of what we believe. It's what we're taught and it's what we believe. 
We will not back away from it. We will not, this pulpit will never become anything other than teaching the Word of God so that the wisdom of God and the understanding of God gets deep in people's lives. It'll never be anything other than that, not, not as long as I'm here. As long as I'm here, this church will always bring the Word. That's why we're significant here. I believe every church body around should believe they're significant. Amen? Because every congregation of people has a part to play in the overall church of Jesus Christ. But we are very, very significant. Can you say amen to that? So, I want to read this verse that I I read last week, and then I want to read another verse out of Proverbs 29. But 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus... I am in him, and he is in me. Correct? I am in him, and he is in me. And he became wisdom for me from God. He became the wisdom of God for me. I'm in him, and he's in me, so that means the wisdom of God is in me. Can you say amen? And righteousness is in me. And sanctification is in me, and redemption is in me. Why? Because he was made that. And I'm in him. I'm born again. I'm in him. And so I have all those things. So in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, I'm going to read it in a couple of different translations, or actually three. It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. The Amplified says it like this, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. In other words, people just do whatever they want to. The reason this church is significant is because of what we teach, and it makes you a significant individual if you embrace what's taught, because it changes you, and it causes you to walk with vision, revelation, and understanding. He said, the people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. The Passion Translation says it like this. Where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. That's why this church is significant, so that it keeps people from wandering. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. The pressure that there is in the spirit realm on your life to get you to back away from the word is, there's nights I'll wake up and I feel like God is saying to me, do not be moved by the pressure. 
Don't be moved by the pressure. My word is working. But when we're moved by the pressure and we stop and we get focused on how we feel and what's going on around us, then what we're doing is we're sabotaging the advancement of the word producing the fruit it was created to produce. I'll hear him say that to me at different times. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and feel like I've been run over by a truck. I mean, you know, just, I mean, you just wake up. In your soul, there's a battle. That's the, that's the enemy. The only thing that the enemy has, the only thing he has is what he can do in your soul, in your thought life. He doesn't have anything else. He's powerless. He's defeated. He's a wimp. He, 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 has, been, he has been totally annihilated. He's been embarrassed. He's been exposed. He has no power except what he can do in your thinking. That's why this church is significant. Because it's giving you something to create personal vision so that you're that much more effective in corporate vision. So, don't get mad at me when I say this, but I'm just telling you, I'm just repeating what he said, but I'm focusing on this point. If you're not happy, what? If you're not happy, why? What did we just read? You're not keeping the word. Your main focus is not on what the Word says. You're being moved and pressured and the enemy's getting to you and it's creating an unhappiness. When you're not happy, you're not keeping the Word. I'm just telling. Everybody smile. I'm not talking about smile. You can kind of have a frown on your face and still be happy because of what you're battling. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Happiness is something internal. It's internal. You can have a smile, you not have a smile. But happiness is unconditional when you look up what that word really means. No conditions tied to happiness. It's a belief. And it's based on the revelation of God's word. That's what this verse of Scripture is saying. I want to give you these two just simple definitions of the word vision. Just very, very simple. Just watch them as we read these. <clears throat> the faculty or state of being able to see. The second is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. I like to focus on the wisdom, but you know what? <laughs> Man, you've got to have imagination. Hmm? That's why Walt Disney was so impacting. He had imagination. Hmm? He dreamed up that people from everywhere would come to his theme park 
and they thought he was nuts. He went bankrupt three times trying to get the California, uh, the California park started. But his imagination worked. And that's just in the natural. That's just a, <laughs> that's just a theme park with a bunch of rides, huh? a bunch of characters. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm not a character. Huh? I'm a child of the living God. Hmm? I have imagination that is causing me to see things into the spirit realm. The faculty or state of being able to see with imagination and wisdom that's beyond just your natural mind. See, when, when I, that, that's why when I was talking about this in the offering, when I said the wisdom of God and the Word of God are, are, are connected, they're synonymous, you can't separate them. It's the depth of the Word that produces this wisdom and imagination that you begin to see things from here and not from here. There's a difference. And you have to work that out in your life, but there's a difference in seeing something here, making choices based on what you see, hear, and feel, versus making choices from what's been revealed to you. Then it creates a a vision for something that no matter how long it takes to see that come to pass, you're staying with it because He's developing you all along the way. That's why this church is significant, is because we're not afraid of that. People need to know. Something may take a while to see manifested because of the character that has to be developed inside of you. God doesn't want, God wants, it's not so much about getting something to you as it is when it gets to you, it doesn't destroy you. That's what it's about. Healing is not a big thing, but God wants us to live in divine health more than He wants to see us healed because we're already healed. But when I receive it, then I learn how to walk in divine health. It's not just getting the symptoms to leave. It's doing things that, need to ca- that I need to do to cause my life to live healthy. I need to learn the benefits of exercise and what I eat and, and supplements and things that I take in my body. I need to learn that for myself to live in divine health. Right. Healing's one thing, but living in divine health is something else. Right. And it takes time. It takes time to extract those, the desire for those apple fritters out of your life. <laughs> Did me. <laughs> sure I'm glad the Donut King closed down. They were my favorite. Anyway, enough of that. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What are we talking about? Vision. Why are we talking vision? Because without it, you're unrestrained. You perish. You don't succeed. You don't advance. You're not successful in your life in the things that God wants you to do. And my point today is that the wisdom of God reveals that. But there's something else that's vital about how you gain the wisdom of God, and I want you to see it in in this verse and a couple of others. 
Colossians 3 and 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. See, the pressure is to get you to focus on the things on the earth and not on the things above. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Faith in God is what causes your vision to come to pass. Faith in God is what causes your vision personally to come to pass. You must develop faith to get your vision within. You must develop a life of faith in everything you do. Everything. I don't care what it is. You must develop faith in everything you do. The Bible says we live from faith to faith, from one faith experience to the next faith experience. Hebrews 11.1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand. By faith we understand. By faith we understand what? Vision. Which is what? The redemptive revelation of God's Word. By faith, we understand. And in this passage, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Things that are seen did not produce things that are visible. We've learned in this body to call those things which be not as though they are. We've taught in this body about health and healing in the, in, in, in the physical body. Something attacks your body, COVID comes against your body. You can't deny the symptoms in your body, but what you do by faith is deny the right for that to remain in your body. That's what we do by faith. He said, by faith, we understand these things. So that's where divine health is concerned, where prosperity, where your finances are concerned, where Peace in your body, in your life, in your mind is concerned. If you're not happy, you're not doing the word from one faith experience to the next. Remember, happy is not smile, fake. Happy is internal. It has to do with what you know, not how you feel. By faith, we understand that this is the way the world's refrained. God didn't say, hey, go turn that light switch on so light can be. God saw darkness, he saw nothing, but internally he had vision for light. He said, light be, light was. That's what he put on the inside of us. The only difference with us and him is, anything that we call that way has to be what he's already said is so. We're not creators of anything. 
you couldn't create a new fly if you tried. Hmm? You couldn't heal anything on your own and see anything healed as a result of you laying hands or believing for if it was apart from him what he said to do. There were people Jesus couldn't heal because Father didn't tell him to. That's how hooked in to the wisdom and the understanding of God that you and I have to be. We have to be hooked into it. So we understand that. But then it says in verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that God is and have the faith that He is. He is what? Ah, what? You name something, He is. You name something that you need or you name something that is, seems like it's impossible or whatever, He is. So when we come to God, we must believe that He is and that He's the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him in that way. He's the rewarder. Everybody say, He rewards me. He rewards developed faith. Not perfect faith. The faith that we're developing is His, and it's perfect. But you're always going to be developing that. So it's not perfect in every situation. It's being willing to develop that. And what does that mean? I develop faith by choosing to learn how to have vision internal instead of vision with these eyes, ears, and the way I feel. That's what He's telling us today. faith in the spoken word produces all of heaven backing up that word that you speak but we have to believe it and not doubt it and not stop now I want to show you something that I I read this verse the other night but, but there's something that's just literally exploded inside of me. I want you to catch this. Pay attention to this. I really want you to catch this and see it in a supernatural way today. All right. I'm I'm going to, I'm just going to read, I'm going to declare several things that I say every day. Okay. Um, Okay, just several things, and then I, want, then I want you to hear me when I read this verse of Scripture, okay, on the heels of this, all right? So here I am, let's say, in the morning declaring certain things that are part of my daily routine. I have faith, hope, and love. I walk by faith and not by sight. I'm increasing now. This is my best year ever. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm not obligated to the flesh, only to the Spirit. I press through to victory in everything. My God has made all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to me in abundance, so that I always and under all circumstances, whatever the need, I'm self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and I'm furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Throughout, I, I heard somebody read this verse of Scripture. I can't tell you how many times I've read this verse of Scripture through the years, but I, I was, that's why you need to hear the Word taught. 
and somebody that I value very deeply and, uh, and his teachings. He's, he's living in heaven today, but his teachings changed my life. And I was just listening to an old message of his. And as I was listening to it, this just exploded on the inside of me. So for the last, I don't know how many weeks since I heard this, this is what I've been doing with my daily routine every day. That's why what I'm fixing to say to you is significant for your life. What I'm going to tell you right now, this could change your life forever and, and could create, before you leave here today, your belief system could raise to another level. Just, just what I'm going to read from a verse of scripture right here. Did you hear what I said? And it's found in Psalm 103. And it says this, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength. Do we have that on the board? Uh, hold on. You got that? There it is. Okay, I wanted you to be able to see it. <clears throat> bless the Lord, you his angels. Who excel in strength, this is what the angels of God do. Hebrews 1 says, angels of God were sent to minister on behalf of the heirs of salvation. And, and my name is, in my paper Bible, my, my name is written there. Angels of God were sent here to minister on behalf of Burt Wimberley. And my wife Becky. And my family. And this church body. Yes. Who excel in strength, the angels who do his word, watch, heeding the voice of his word. The voice of his word. Did you just hear me say several things that have to do with his will, which is his word, which is his wisdom? And they heed what I say and what you say. So when I'm saying all kinds of negative things, they're doing nothing because they only heed the word of the Lord. But when I'm declaring what God says is so, they're heeding my words on behalf of me. So the angels of God are going out and making sure that that word comes to pass. All of the things that you're speaking and saying over yourself every day, you have all of heaven backing you up. All of heaven is backing you up. And the angels of God are working overtime to make sure that what you're saying, listen to me, is coming to pass as you believe. See, they don't, they don't make sure things come to pass that we don't believe so why is the daily routine so vital? Because it's not first and foremost changing your circumstances. It's changing the way you think so that you can believe for your circumstances to change. And once you hit that place of believing, man, the angels of God are busy bringing it in. Bringing in whatever you're declaring that is the will of God. That's why... I, that's why my daily routine doesn't just need to be something I'm just trying to throw a bunch of scriptures and confessions and declarations. They all have to do personally with either me, my wife, my family, this body, 
or all the people that God has told me to speak and declare things over. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the faith level that I have for the good of other people is through the roof. You know, the faith level I have for myself is, you know, at the roof. But what I have for other people is through the roof. So the, the pressure will come to try to discourage you when, listen, when what I'm praying and saying, all of heaven's backing it up and the angels are heeding that word and making sure that that word comes to pass. I mean, how can you lose? How can we lose if that's where our faith is? The, the, the testimony that I read today to you, that testimony made the point that there are these things that this person woke up with every morning. Things that had troubled this person for many years when they woke up. That doesn't mean that this person didn't speak the word at it and got over it, but the continued trouble was there. And, and it is with people, with, with all of us at different times. There's trouble that's there, you know. And, and what the pressure is, is trying to convince me that because I'm still troubled about something, this doesn't work. I'm going to say it again. The enemy is working overtime to tell me this isn't working. You need to quit this. It's a waste of time. What are you doing? Because it's not working. No, it's working. Because it's building something in me to where I can deal with anything. You know, when, when, when COVID hit, when COVID hit, this, this is just my perception, okay? When COVID hit, many, many, many people, maybe somebody listens to this and maybe they get offended. I'm not thinking of anybody necessarily at the moment. Well, maybe I do, a couple do, but anyway, but... <laughs> When COVID hit, so many people freaked. I mean, they freaked. I am so grateful for what I have internally because when that hit, I have to just, I'm just telling you, I was never moved by any of it. It never affected me. Is that right, Beck? I mean, I, nothing. It was business as usual. We, we, and, and I said, we're going to do what the states ask us to do or this or whatever. They tell us to start doing things that go against our constitutional rights. Then we may have some issues or problems, but we're going to obey the laws of the land, do what we're supposed to do. But it didn't affect me. Wearing a mask, I didn't one time get mad at somebody because they told me to put a mask on. Maybe irritated internally, <laughs> but I didn't let anything show. You know, I didn't, not, not, not one time because th that's what they want to do. Do it. But it's not changing what my vision is. Nothing is going to change the vision because I have vision internally that's not moved by what I see, what I hear, how I feel, what it looks like, what it appears to be. I'm not moved by any of that. I'm focused on what he says is so. That's my personal vision. And when it's internal, nobody can steal it. When you believe it internally, nobody can steal that. And man... Today, all the things that I say every day, I've got all the angels of God that are assigned to me and what I say are working on my behalf, making sure that everything I say comes to pass. 
Woo, I don't know about you, but I'm so excited I can't help myself. <clears throat> so I want to end with a couple things today. First <clears throat> Peter 4 and verse 1 says this, Therefore, since Jesus suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. Jesus had vision, and it was a struggle, or he wouldn't have said what he said in the garden. Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but yours be done. He submitted to the will of the Father. And the will of the Father was for him to suffer so you and I could be free. There's things at times that you go through that appear to be suffering, not the things that he suffered, but things to get to where he wants us to be that it seems like we're having to suffer. And a lot of times, our flesh tells us, man, we deserve to be this, and we deserve to have this, and I don't deserve to have to go through all this. And there's times you go through things when you're extracting the sin of the flesh from your life and learning how to live and operate in obedience to God in his redemption, in his sanctification, in his separation that he lived in, he's calling us to live in that same place. That's where personal vision is, is revealed. When I see what I'm walking through, now I can do this and accomplish everything God put me here on the planet to accomplish. The more you do that, the more you see the specifics of what you're put here to do. Nobody can... Nobody can you know, you can hear prophetic words, and, but that's the prophetic word you hear about something in your future has got to bear witness with your spirit. If you're not built up to be able to understand and receive what's said, you just get excited about a prophetic word and think that I'm going to go make that happen. No, that's the wrong thing. Prophetic words that are spoken have to be confirmation to what God's already spoke to you or He will speak to you in the future. And you can't step ahead of the will of God till you believe. Listen, it all boils down to you and I believing. Faith is what causes the fulfillment and the fruit of the vision that God puts in your heart and in your life. Can you say amen to that? Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ, He lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live in the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, that was the Apostle Paul's declaration. And that declaration is there for me to be encouraged that that's my life too. That that's part of the vision of my life, that I don't live according to the flesh anymore. I live according to the Spirit. Can you say amen? That will never happen without a daily routine with a time of study and prayer and developing that in your life. As you develop it and you begin to put that to work, you start developing your faith and trust and confidence in God and you see the fulfillment of your vision happen and manifest and come to pass. As I end today, I want to read this story about King David. And as I'm reading this story, it's about King David and 
Goliath, the big giant. <clears throat> we know how David was a keeper of the sheep of his father and his other brothers went off to war. And they're supposed, supposedly at war and Goliath has shut them all down and they're all afraid and they're all hiding and nobody's doing anything. And, you know, and uh, so David's dad sends him to take some cheese and crackers. <laughs> Would you go, go, go feed the brothers and if there's some left over, help some of the other guys with it, you know? Sure, Dad, I'll take that, you know? So when, as David's leaving, he's making sure that his sheep are taken care of. It actually makes a strong point in there. I'm not going to read it today, but it makes a strong point that he made sure that his stuff was covered. He was faithful to the calling that God had on his life. It wasn't he's just a sheep herder. He was a sheep herder of his father's and was doing the will of God in the earth. That's where you prosper. When you have vision internally. <clears throat> so he goes to the brothers. I'm kind of moving down. Uh, so he goes and the brothers see him. And, the, and his oldest brother gets really ticked. And some of the, probably the other brothers and others were kind of making fun of him. In, in the things that he was saying. <clears throat> and David said. Um, in verse 29 of First uh, Samuel 17. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? He's asking, here, here are all these soldiers of the uh, armies of the Israel of God. <clears throat> and he's saying, is there not a cause? What are we doing? What, what are we, everybody's hit out. What are we doing? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from them toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him, as the first ones did. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, King Saul, and he went for th- and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, "Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine." And Saul said to David, "You're not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you're a, a youth and and he a man of war from his from his youth." But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and, and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. You know, it's, it's kind of like David saying, you know, well, you know, this dog and cat tried to do whatever, and, and uh, you know, when, you, when you're looking at Goliath being 12 feet tall or whatever he was, and, and how massive that he was, and everything that he was, and he was a trained warrior and killed many people, and it's almost like David was saying, I killed a dog and a cat. <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah, okay, a lion and a bear, whatever, but look, look at this guy, you know? So... <clears throat> He said, your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, go and, be, and, and, go, and the Lord be with you. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a, in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came 
began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And the Philistine said to David, come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. It wasn't the strength of the rocks or his super duper, you know, sling from Sears, you know, or whatever it was. It, was, it, it wasn't any of that. He was coming in the revelation of who the name of the Lord was. He had that vision on the inside of him. And when a bear came, he killed it. <clears throat> when a lion came, he took it out. And this giant, I don't care if he was three times as tall as he really was. I'm taking him out because he's defying the armies of the living God. And, and he's heard from God, and he has vision, and he has the ability to do something that in the natural looks impossible. Amen? I'm telling you today <clears throat> that personal vision, personal vision, comes from the depth and revelation of God's Word. Personal vision for yourself can't come anywhere else. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you two things as I end today. This has nothing to do about with what you do today. Jobs, careers, things that you're doing in your life today. This has, this has nothing to do with it per se, okay? But it's an example, and I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm going to ask you what you think about this. If you took the things that I taught today concerning vision, and you know whether you're applying these kind of things to your life on a daily basis. Remember, it's not perfection. It's doing it. It's being consistent with it. It's not backing off from it. It's not allowing the pressure to convince you that it's not working. But if you believe that, if you believe what I said today, <clears throat> and you're doing something today that's not God's will for your life, do you think you could hear from God concerning a change? And if what you're doing today is the will of God for your life, that you be absolutely confident that everything that He's promised you is coming to pass. I'm asking you those two questions. If, if what you're doing today is not the will of God, Do you believe you can hear from God what His will is? Now, I'm just going to, I've said this to you, I've shared this with you. If you've been around here at all, you've heard me teach this many, many times, and I'm, I'm going to end today with this. Your personal vision, your plan, the plan God has for your life, that He had for your life before the foundation of the world, is in the seed of the Word of God. And when that seed 
continually is planted and it's watered and it's cultivated and it's looked over and it's valued. From that comes understanding from the wisdom that is being revealed to you. An understanding comes to you that in the natural you might even think there's no way you could ever hear. I'm telling you, take the load off of you. Whatever you're doing today, do it. Do it with all your heart. But allow 2022 to be a year, a monumental year, where you allowed what I'm talking about today to be more real to you than ever before, and you watch what the future holds for you. If what you're doing is God's will, it's going to expand and prosper and advance like never before because of your belief system being developed. If what you're doing is not the will of God, you're going to know and you're going to change. I'm not talking about just in this year. I'm not talking about just in the next six weeks or whatever. I'm just talking about as a way of life. So that we're not just people with fake smiles. We're happy people. Why? Because we're fulfilling the purpose of God. We're doers of the word. Happy is he who does the word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen? Come on, give God praise today. Woo! Glory to God forevermore. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Everybody stand to your feet. I want to pray for you today. I'm actually going to come down here on the floor. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just just however you can, lift your hands or close your eyes. Just focus on what, what God wants me to speak over you today. Nothing, nothing except unbelief can stop the plan of God. Where there's not a belief system developed, the plan of God cannot advance in the earth because he said so. Not because I'm saying that's the way it is. I'm saying what he says is so. The plan of God cannot advance where there's unbelief. Today I'm declaring that the spirit of unbelief, the assignment of unbelief against every person at the sound of my voice, I declare that it's removed now in Jesus' name. I declare it now. Father, Father, I've heard that from you, that I have the authority, I have the anointing and the right to declare that the spirit of unbelief is removed in line with the testimony today that was read, every thought that's distracting you, that's holding you back, trying to convince you you can't do it, those are lies of the enemy. And I declare that that strategy of the enemy is forbidden from continuing against your life in the name of Jesus. Forbidden. Forbidden. In the name of Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You've been sanctified and set apart because of His sacrifice. And today, 
is the first day of the rest of your life of operating and living in the revealed wisdom of God, having the understanding and all that God has for you. You will see, as the scripture, as the definition for vision said, you will see what God has for you. If you believe it, say amen and thank Him for it now. Come on. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, you will see it. You will see it. You will see it because God is faithful to His Word. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen to me. You know why we're a significant church? Because it's not about what I think. It's what he, what he says is so. That's, all the, that's why we're significant. Because all we want is what he thinks. Yeah, that's all we want. I don't want any other thing. I don't want anything else contaminated. I want what he thinks. And that's all we'll have. That's why we're significant. In the name of Jesus. Amen.